Hey everyone, welcome back to the We Don't Watch Everything podcast, the only podcast that is actually a piece of cake disguised as a podcast. Yes, in fact, I am not Phil and that is not Ben Jones. We are a slice of dirty chai cake with a spicy chocolate ganache. I have nothing to add. Yeah. (laughs) We might be talking about some baking later on in the show, but uh, to get us started, Ben Jones, how are you, sir? It's good to see you again. Good to see you again. Feels like it's been a long week. It has. It's only been a week since I've seen you, but it feels longer than that. True. If you didn't listen to last week's episode where we brought on our comic book excerpt to talk about the Batman, Star Wars. Maybe it feels like longer because I said like three sentences in that episode. Yeah. You, <laughs> not, a lot of, not a lot of air for Which you. is fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. I let the experts actually talk and i enjoyed the discussion i enjoyed sitting back and you guys obviously know your stuff when it comes to batman and that was a lot more interesting than me adding my two cents like no i think the christopher nolan ones were pretty good (laughs) hot take dark (laughs) dark night a good movie breaking (laughs) new ground over here well i gotta ask man did you end up watching the batman no this was not we didn't we didn't convince you not necessarily it's just this was definitely not the week to did have you time have time to do that? Did you have a busy week? I did. Yes. Oh. School, work, all the above. All of the above. Ah, well, that's some, too some bad. new opportunities. Did you amazing. have a chance to watch anything though? I watched two movies over the course of a week. Oh. Um, I continued my Pirates of the Caribbean journey. It's like pulling oh, teeth okay. at this point. Got to the fourth one. Not as bad as I remembered. It's a huge contrast from the third one in that it's a lot shorter and a lot simpler story-wise, but they get rid of Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley's characters. What's the point? So it's a whole lot less What's the point of watching? It was fine. It was watchable, but kind of just bleh. And then I also threw it back and in about four or five different sittings watched the 1960 Swiss Family Robinson movie oh. for some nostalgic purposes. That I, was one that I know I've seen before and I remembered a lot of it, but I don't think I ever saw it all the way through. And, I like just saw it on TV in spurts huh. at some point. But. I figured you were going to say, when you started saying you were you threw it back, I thought you were going to say you watched Friday Night Lights again. <laughs> I As in the show or the movie? <laughs> and or. It, throwing it back for the movie, that's not throwing it back. I watched that like... Every day. Not true. I do watch it every football season. Whenever football season rolls around, <laughs> I hit that up. Well, you'll probably season. be watching a lot more of that this next season than you will be watching the Chiefs. Oh, gosh. Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's hear what you watched before. What did I watch? Oh, man, dude. Well, should we start off with the uh, the dessert? Or should we save it till the end? Well, then, yes. What you watched is what I watched. Let's start there. So I invited Ben over to do a podcast with me. But that was actually just a trick because I wanted to make him watch a new show that Netflix That's like pulling dropped. teeth to get me to do that. <laughs> Let's see how many times we can use that phrase this episode. <laughs> um, Netflix dropped a new show called Is It Cake? Question mark. And pretty much uh, I'm assuming that this was conceived that weird month on social media where everything was just videos of cake. That looked like real things. Ben doesn't seem to remember this. You said this this earlier, and I'm like, I just must have missed that whole section of social media. (laughs) Ben missed something on the internet. Big big surprise. Um, 
Uh, but there's some familiar faces around the show. Mikey Day from SNL is actually hosting it. What did you think? You've seen one episode. I've seen three. And I think Mikey Day's not a... I think he's a fun host. I think he's good for the show, at least. Yes. He doesn't really, like, make it about him. Like, it's just a weird off-the-wall concept, and he doesn't get in the way of it. Perfectly, perfectly competent. Yeah. That's a decent way to describe the show. It's, it's, abs- it's completely just chaotic neutral. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is just... It's not good. It's not bad. It's just... It's what it is. <laughs> And it is a it is a game show, uh, where contestants compete over the course of a season to win fifty thousand dollars, and it is cooking to a degree. It's not about necessarily the taste all the time. It's more about what the cake looks like because they are trying to fool a panel of judges into thinking that what they made is not cake. That's literally it. That's the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I figured I'd have more to say about it, but that's that's you honest. really can't. You, you just kind of have to see it for yourself. It's great. I mentioned this to you near the end. It's really engaging because it's not just a game show. You're watching people play. Like you, as the audience, can stay invested in it because you're right along with them, trying to figure out which. They're like they'll put out different versions of an object, mm-hmm. and you have to guess which one is cake. And you're just as as in the dark as all the contestants are. Yeah, and so you're like throwing your guesses out as the timer is counting down and you're into it just as much as they are. So I really appreciated that. If they are taking notes for potentially season two, I would say I've watched three episodes and at the point at finishing the third episode, I was like, I could probably stop watching now. It's like all three episodes have been exactly the same thing. And it's like, I'm a big fan of other cooking competition shows like Hell's Kitchen, let's say. Every episode of Hell's Kitchen is different. Like it's not, they're not, you're not just doing the same like competitions every time. There's like blind taste tests. There's uh, recreate it. It's, you know, there's all sorts of do things. There's punishments for losing. There's prizes for winning. There's, and then there's like consistent stuff. Like you have to prepare dinner at at the end of the episode for a restaurant full of people, and. Uh, Maybe maybe change it up a little bit, you know. You know, in different situations, it up a little yeah. bit, yeah. Some different frosting on there, yeah. Some different ganaches. It's also funny watching this show after like really getting into the Great British Baking Show because mm-hmm. the flavors that American bakers use is just like so wildly different. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you watch Great British Baking Show and it's like I made a Hufflepuff lavender pistachio. Uh, buttercream and here it's like I made a chocolate ganache (laughs) (laughs) I made a uh, like in the first episode you didn't you you watched the third episode not even the first in the first episode someone literally made a funfetti cake awesome (laughs) it's like did you use a box recipe for this (laughs) they might have (laughs) that 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 girl did not win the episode um I don't even remember what she had to make hers look like maybe a shoe I think it was a shoe so would you having seen multiple episodes and I've only seen one do you think it helps or hinders it that they have like the same group of contestants in it even though they're rotating them through and different ones are playing um so i think that'll probably come more into play as it goes like we'll see so like the baker i'm most interested in is the guy that won the first episode and like I will probably keep watching just to see how like I, i'll probably finish it just to see who wins the season mm-hmm. you know um, but like, I anticipate that being like kind of tough 
to get all the way through. I assume it's going to get kind of boring. I don't even know how many episodes it is. I think I saw eight. Ooh, so we're not even, I'm not even halfway. <laughs> um, I'll, I don't know. I might, I might not. That's you the said thing. the IMDb rating wasn't good? It was like a 5.8. Google Which, users, I mean, 88% of Google users liked it. 8%? 88. Oh, okay. But that's just a, a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. I mean, this is another thing. It's like you'll know within like five minutes whether this is for you or not. And it's also not something that even if you like it, like you s- said, it's not something that you necessarily have to just keep watching. No. Like you've seen an episode, you've probably seen it all. You you get the gist. And yeah. like that's what every episode seems to be. But I'm sure as it winds down and whatnot. Oh, the first article that comes up when you Google it is why you should probably skip Is It Cake? Oh, no. I wouldn't say skip it. Give it a try. Yeah. And then you don't have to spend the rest of your life watching it. I'm sure there's some diehard Mikey Day fans out there. He was a big part of SNL for a good while. And I think he still is. Is he? I don't know. I will say this isn't going to make me break my current Netflix hiatus anytime soon. I'm not getting back on Netflix to watch this. That's fair. The only thing is, uh, what is, what is it? Sometime in May when the next season of Selling Sunset comes out. No, I think it's, I think it's at the end of March. Dang. Here, I'll look it up. I'm gonna have to do this sooner than I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can just come watch the whole season here. <laughs> right. Well, we'll tear through it. And then Cobra Kai will be back at some point. And do you think season five will come out in 2022 or that'll be 2023? They, they'll probably wait. I mean, they can make us wait, and we will wait because we have to. Apparently, there's going to be a new agent in season five, too. Oh, spicy. I bet that's going to go over really well with no drama. Oh, it comes back April 22nd. Okay, I can handle that. I can go another month. And the new girl is named Chelsea Lascani. Les- Interesting. Are you predicting a lot of fireworks with her or is everyone else just so tangled up in their own drama already that she's not even going to matter? Well, you know, obviously the season is going to revolve around the the aftermath of Mary and why are we you, talking you, about you, that? You, <laughs> we got tricked. We tricked ourselves into talking about selling Sunset. Well, obviously we the next season. We tried everything to not do this. <laughs> Is good. It's is, like falling asleep at the wheel. I'm not even going to talk about it. Setting. <laughs> um, goodness, I don't even remember what we were talking about. But it'll be based. It'll be how does she fit into the aftermath of Mary and Christine's big fight? You mean the, the she, nuclear apocalypse crater that's left yes, over? That will will basically what happened with. Um, I can't remember the new cast member for season four, but was it where Vanessa, Vanessa, yeah, yeah, where Christine like recruited she Vanessa and like her, and she got her claws in her, yeah, and it was like well, sad to see. No, the sad thing about Christine is that she's so good at that that her recruitment of Vanessa kind of convinced me to be into. I like oh, I, I she had no. me feeling bad for her while she, no. and then then you go back to the Mary side, you're just like, you know what, Mary's my girl. You you realize it goes to the point where you're like. Oh, she's not just like an interesting villain. You're like, you feel bad because like there is something actually wrong with uh-huh. her, I think. And at that point, it's less entertaining fireworks and more. You just don't feel great about it. Uh-huh. Dude, 
you know how f- you know how I don't like to follow like celebrities and stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. I follow Mary. Oh yeah, you got to make <laughs> your exceptions. I, I was like, okay, I'm only picking one easy choice. Going with Did you girl. also notice how Amanda just wasn't even at the final party thing the, with the final blow up? I don't remember because it was that massive, massive party at their property. Uh-huh. That was where Mary and Christine had their huge fight. Yeah, and like everyone knew something huge was going to go down, and that was where Heather got all hurt and left. She just said like, "I'm out," and they knew everything was going to blow up, and they all went there and they all dealt with it and had a blow up. Amanda just wasn't even there. Good for she's her. Just, yeah, she's just like, nope. <laughs> well, she's in a weird spot too, where like she's pretty close to both Mary and yeah, she rides the line, yeah. which is interesting because her and Christine did not get along at first. Mm-hmm. But that just shows how mature she is compared to yeah. Well, she has to be. She's been through so much. Yes, we should probably move on. Let's please move on. What else have you been watching? Well, here's a fun one. Um, so if you follow us on Twitter, you might remember I tweeted a while ago. After set photos for the new Hulu show um, called Life and Beth, which we'll talk about the title later, but it came out and there was My- Michael Sarah was in the pictures and he had a beard. And so I just tweeted bearded Michael Sarah alert with like the siren emojis and whatnot. And like the Life and Beth like Twitter page, you know, they make Twitter pages for like shows and movies and stuff, liked it and followed us. Oh. And so it dropped on Hulu. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. You owe it to us. I, yeah. I, I owe it to them for following us. I think they still do, too. Um, but so I, I started it. I'm three episodes in. I think I'm three episodes in. I don't know how many episodes there are. Ten. Looks like there's ten episodes. It is an Amy Schumer show. Are you f- much familiar with Amy Schumer? I try not to be. <laughs> I am historically not a fan of Amy Schumer, which is my right. It's also her right to make comedy that's not for me. I know what? I know I'm not her that's target not audience. How this works. So I, I'm allowed to not be a fan of her traditionally. I don't enjoy her comedy. And I did not go into the show expecting that I would enjoy the show. I went into the show expecting to be a big fan of Michael Sarah and excited to see him with a beard and see what he's doing in the show. And that's about the extent of it. Three episodes in, Michael Sarah has not been in the show yet. And three episodes in, I'm actually kind of digging it. I was going to say, why are you even still here? No, I actually, <laughs> I'm actually kind of in. I actually, like, so Amy Schumer is traditionally, as a comedian, not the most subtle of people. Mm-hmm. And this show is actually very subtly, it has some very subtle humor. That was, I went at that the wrong way at first. Breaking the mold. Yeah, so there's, there's some part, like the first episode ends on a really, like, I don't know how to respond to that moment. But after that, it's actually... It's actually pretty interesting, and it feels like she's writing about what it's like to be like a woman in comedy who everyone's telling to be different, and she's just like, I just want, I just want to do my thing, you know. And I like, I, I, I get it. I think I'm, I'm into it, you know. I'm gonna finish the show. Even like Michael Sarah could be in only like two episodes. I think I'll rewatch the rest of the season for sure. Well, how about that? You know, I'm it right. Okay, so right now it's got a six point five rating on IMDb and a. Uh, yeah, six point five rating on IMDb. Fair. I'd maybe even say seven. Hmm. Depending on what the scale is, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. Like if five is just like the most like average show possible, this is above average show for me. And is it cake is just slightly above that. Is it cake maybe like a five point two? 
5.4. And this is above that. Yeah, so. this is a more enjoyable watch than is a cake, I think. Hmm. It's You watch it at different points, though. Right. <laughs> you, you watch Is It Cake when you're just like gorging yourself <laughs> late at night, and you watch Life and Beth when you're regretting that the next morning. Sounds like we've one of us has been here. I do want to talk about the title, though, because it's called Life and Beth. And at first, I thought it was Life at Beth, like playing oh, yeah. on like Life at yeah. Best, you know, which I thought would have been a better title. I'm not sure why they called it Life and Beth, because this is Beth's life in the show. It's not like... I don't know. Why separate them when this is, it's one thing. Maybe you should ask. Uh, they follow us. Tweet at them. Yeah. yeah. We got to tell us all their secrets. I don't have any shame. Here's the, here's the uh, tagline though. After an unexpected incident, Beth starts having flashbacks to her teen self and learns how she became who she is and who she wants to become. Good for Beth. Yeah. She sells wine to restaurants. That's her job. In New York. But, yeah, that's pretty much uh, that. There are some familiar faces outside of Michael Sarah, and Michael Sarah appears to be in six episodes. So it looks like I have one more to go at before, one more non Michael Sarah episode. Michael Rapaport is in it. Um, you probably know him more as a sports reporter than you do an actor. Uh, Murray Hill is in it, if you're familiar with. Um, Life Itself. What's that called? I think it's called Life Itself. On HBO? Either way, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's about it, though. No worries. No worries. Nice. Well, sometimes life surprises us, doesn't it? Life at and, life life and, and Beth, Beth certainly did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it besides that. It's not like... It's not the most like interesting looking show, or it's not like mm. the cinematography. You're, you're not getting caught in for that reason. Like it's just a relatively endearing look at a girl trying to figure it out, you know. And it's not over the top, which is what I expected it to be. It's pretty subtle. I like it. I don't think you would. That's gonna say probably, probably not a hard recommendation for the likes of myself. No, you That's know okay. I'm very cautious about what I recommend to you. I get really upset when you don't like something I recommend. So oh, I'm, I'm sorry if I create a fearful reaction. <laughs> no, it it strives it just drives me to be better and to get to know you more. Well, We've been podcasting together for over a year, right? Yes, we have. It's wild to think about. We haven't missed very many weeks either. No. Think of all I've subjected you to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what else do you have? What do I'm, you have to subject I, me to now? Uh, oh, I don't think I've, uh, I don't think I've watched anything that I would tell you to like watch. Okay. Except well, then for, what's interesting to you? So I watched another Hulu movie called uh, Deep Water. It's a new, their new like big movie that they came out with, starring Ben Affleck and Anna De Armas. I'm. In the grand scheme of things, pretty indifferent on Ben Affleck. Oh, I've seen a trailer for this. Yeah. yeah. I don't have necessarily strong feelings about Ben in good or bad ways, you know? Like, I've liked him in some things. I haven't cared about him in other things, you know? Like, it's it's pretty whatever relationship. Who I do love, though, is Anna de Armas. Huge fan of, of Anna's work. Very excited for her portrayal as Marilyn Monroe coming up in that Netflix movie. And uh, I basically watched it to see... 
what it's all about. It's gotten a lot of hype. They started Ben and Affleck and Anna started dating after this movie came out, really? or not came out after they filmed it. That didn't last long. It was a it no. was a big like <laughs> quarantine couple. Yeah. Um, so this is like a little older. This they made. I'm assuming they made yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it took a little while for it to come out, but um, it has a 5.4 rating on IMDb. Yes. I would say that's pretty generous. Oh no! <laughs> like five, four and a half is probably. Well, what's wrong with it? It is. It's just like, just a lot going on. It's it's the screenplay was partially written by the same guy who wrote Euphoria, um, but it's not as well written and it's not as interesting. It's just it's a a wife, a husband and a wife, and the wife is having affairs, and you just slowly get more hints that. Uh, this isn't necessarily a spoiler because it like happens within the first like 15 minutes, but you find out that like, Oh, Ben Affleck's character might be killing these um, men that his wife is having an affair with. And that's basically the whole premise of the movie and whether or not he actually is, I will leave for the audience to find out. But Anna de Armas is great. She's a great actress in it, but it's just, it, Movie felt below both of them, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, why did you guys make this movie? Yes. Like, it's not, it's really not that good. It's not that interesting looking. I, f- I felt that, you know, a couple weeks ago I talked about The Protégé. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I felt about that, is you've got, like, A-list, literally A-list level talent, but it's in roles that aren't right for them, and it's not the most well-constructed thing ever. And that's a shame that it happens like that, but I suppose that's just the business and that I guess that's just the business of streaming now too, where it's like yeah. you don't really need to worry about like a movie flopping all that much because it's just like the streaming sites just need to make content, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. They just need stuff to throw at the wall. And you basically. plug your pieces in, and you get enough people who are interested to watch it. And like at the end of the day, Hulu doesn't necessarily care if everyone likes this movie, but oh, they no. they they care that fifteen thousand people have rated it on IMDb, which means probably a hundred thousand people have watched mm-hmm. it, or I don't, I don't know what they deem as good or not, but they just need people subscribing to their service. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it looked by the trailer I saw, I kind of had a hard time understanding what was supposed to be going on, but it looks like something that sort of plays itself off as really smart, but the way you say it sounds like. It's not that smart. They don't try to really trick you with anything, okay. you know? And there's, like, one moment where it's, like, oh, the the first uh, – I, I won't spoil it. But there's, spoil like – Spoil it. I'm not going to go watch this. Well, maybe some of the people listening might want to. Like, there's, like, a oh, like, this scene – they played this scene twice. I want – you know, uh, um, okay. one of those kind of situations. But it was, it was written by Sam – partially written by Sam Levinson, who wrote Euphoria. And so – accusing it of acting smarter than it is is a fair critic hmm. critique of stuff he's written um whether or not you agree to basically depends on how much you buy into all the euphoria stuff and i like euphoria i'm not saying i don't like euphoria i think it's well written i think it's much a much better piece of writing than deep water was well there's your bold take of the evening but i love anna de armas so yeah, she, I, uh, I gave she popped up briefly in the newest James Bond movie. Yeah, I literally, only reason I didn't go see it was because I found out she was only in it for like 
five minutes. No, yeah, it's literally like one scene. I was like, if I if I was planning on going to see it, and then I heard she was only in it for like a couple minutes, so I was like, eh, no, we need. I'll just catch up on James Bond at some point. I still haven't watched any of them. I would recommend start with the Daniel. I mean, the Daniel Craig ones, the only ones I've seen all the way through. But well, you haven't start, told me. Start with Casino Royale. You haven't it's, told. Oh, I start with Casino Royale. Yes. Okay. Casino Royale, then Quantum of Solace, then Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die. But Casino Royale is one of my favorite movies. Period. It rises above even the James Bond thing to just be a great movie. A great movie. Yes. Huh. Well, cool. All right. What else we got? Oh man, I've been rewatching The Good Place. This is honestly probably the last thing I have been watching that I can think of, at least. Yeah, I'm rewatching The Good Place. I'm halfway through season two, even better than I remember. If you haven't watched The Good Place, you should watch The Good Place. Yeah, that popped up on our uh, was it our binging episode? Yeah, it was one of my examples for a great bingeable show. Where where's that streaming on again? Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, it's probably on Shops. something else though too. Um, I mean, what, what, you don't. I wouldn't. You don't have to like get Netflix back to watch it. But like, <laughs> once you get Netflix back at some point, what? No, what? Like, network was it on originally? Uh, NBC. It, NBC. It was. I'm pretty sure it was a. That just strikes me as an NBC type thing, from what I know. Yeah. Let me see if it's on Peacock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Whatever. No, it's not available on Peacock anymore, but it or now, but it is a NBC comedy. Hmm. But yeah, your boy Michael Schur wrote it. My boy. Yeah, you're an Office fan. I am. And I also he wrote a book about the process of writing The Good Place, called How to Be Perfect. And it was basically like when he was writing Good Place, he was like studying ethics. And that's it's what inspired the show. And then he wrote a book about what he learned about ethics. And it sounds hilarious. And I want to get it. Maybe I'll get that for you someday. Oh, as a surprise gift that is now no longer a surprise. I like presents. So you said recently that you are finding out that you are more of a show person than a movie person. Oh does, yeah. Does this list of things you've talked about encourage that opinion or? discourage that opinion you think well honestly I if don't, at all if at all at the end of the day it's important to remember that i am a storytelling person i like stories and whether or not i'm getting those stories through podcasts audiobooks television or movies as long as i'm getting a good story that's it's fine with me i prefer it to be in a visual medium because i'm a visual person and whether it's TVs or movies depends on how much time I have. And right now where I'm at in my life, it just makes more sense for that to be TV shows. Cause I don't have a lot of chunks in my life where I can sit down and watch something for three hours, but I have a decent amount of chunks where I can watch 30 minutes of something, you know? So I, I don't know that like saying I'm a TV person is like saying I'm like always going to be a TV person, but right. It's like right now it's just what is happening the most. And TV is like, there's too much TV coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Like there's more, there's more good TV coming out than movies right now because streaming sites play more towards making good TV than they do making good movies. Although it does look like a streaming site will win best picture this year, whether that be Apple TV or Netflix is hard to say, but 
time will tell, you know? So. Yeah, I def I definitely feel that. Like, I'm a little bit different that I'm okay with a lot of times watching a movie just in chunks. Oh, yeah. Like, um. I watch Deep Water in three chunks. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't do it with movies that I really want to enjoy. Like, with, like, my favorites or if I'm. Like the Batman. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go and to a theater three or four different times to watch the Batman. And Can Jones. you imagine? I'm just gonna <laughs> buy a ticket for half an hour and do that a few more times. <laughs> Power moves only. Yeah, because that makes so much sense to do that. But no, if it's a movie I like, really value the experience of. I'll be sure to like carve out time to watch it all the way through. But are there any movies that you know about coming out in the next year that you will make sure to carve out? Three hours oh, for? Well, I don't know if any of them are three hours, but... Um, but like going to a movie is like three Definitely. Hours. I'm excited for the um, doc, new Doctor Strange I, movie um, just because I've got gained a lot more appreciation for the main characters that are going to be in that. I really, I really like Doctor Strange and then WandaVision really got me on board with Wanda's story. It's like they're going in a weird, scary, different direction and like I'm all about it. Sam it's, Raimi's directing it too, so it, it could legitimately be pretty scary. Yeah. So I and it's different than just like, oh, it's another superhero movie. Like I'm sure it's gonna be good, but it doesn't really get you super excited to go see it, you know. Um when's the next Thor movie coming out? I don't know. And isn't sometime the, this year. What is that Love and Thunder? Thor Love and Thunder, yeah. Is that actually gonna have Thor in it or uh I have, have, are we, are he's we in the cast. Are we he, or is he like maybe not not going to be featured super like prominently in that? I think he's still going to be in it. I know Natalie. It's like Natalie. It's a Natalie Portman. Portman's movie, but well, Chris Hemsworth is technically billed ahead of her right now, but that could change. Yeah, and that one's that one's also like been in production slash on hold for a long time too. Like they had plans for that. <laughs> Yeah. For a long time. It does take a while to make movies, but yeah. uh, it's supposed to come out in July. Okay. Tessa Thompson's back. Karen Gillan is back. Jamie Alexander. Melissa McCarthy's going to be in it. Hmm. Looks like Mark Ruffalo's supposed to be. Jeff Goldblum's back. Anthony Hopkins is casted. The whole Guardians of the Galaxy cast is supposed to be in it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, I guess Zoe Saldana isn't listed here. But she's kind of phased out of that a little bit because technically her character died. But isn't she's been posting a bunch of videos of like dressed up as Gamora in like a makeup chair and whatnot. Interesting. So, I think she's doing something. I mean, she is alive, but it's not the same version that. Oh, like true. Like was with the original crew because she died and then her the alternate reality. Stinking her, multiverse. From her, yeah. There, Blan- there are no rules Ooh. anymore in this universe. Kate Blanchett is listed in the cast as well. Hmm. Bringing back Hera. Russell Crowe. Christian Bale. What? Yeah, he's the main. All of these people are in this movie? Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale. This is like a freaking walk of fame here. Christian Bale is apparently supposed to play like the bat, main bad guy. This is just like a He's, smorgasbord of people. His character name is Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> I, I do trust where they're going with Thor. Ragnarok was really refreshing. And Taika Waititi is making this one too. So I, I trust them to do the right thing. Are you excited for a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie? When's this happening? It's in development right now. Hmm. He's getting his own movie for Star Wars. 
I was unaware they were even going to like make a Star Wars movie ever again. It's like we're uh, just going to make a hundred more Disney Plus series, which true. like I'd be fine with. Yeah, I'd, I couldn't. I'm I not mean, complaining. I'm not going to complain about more Star Wars, depending on no matter how how they decide. I, I'm just to saying, it. in the form of a movie, seems a little bit odd. Yeah, like are you making like a period piece in Star Wars, or are you starting like something new? Because we yeah. tried starting something new over the last decade and. People it was the worst it. thing ever, or it was the best thing ever, and there's no in between. Honestly, I think a lot of the people that were arguing that it was the best thing ever were just trying to stand out, and the people that were saying it was the worst thing ever were just overreacting. Funny how that works. You know, it's never it's never the extreme. Thor: Love and Thunder only two hours and thirteen minutes too. Hmm. We have a runtime, but we also have to wait three. Four more months for the release. How do we know the runtime four months before the release? And why are they holding on to it that long if well, it's already... I guess it has to come out after Doctor Strange, I bet. Yes, that's true. And they've they've had Doctor Strange like forever. Doctor Strange was supposed to come out before Spider-Man. They had to, that's wild. They had to adjust the Spider-Man script to work before Doctor Strange came out. Huh. Yeah, I know that, that they've been having to hold on to that for a while, but... Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to tell you, man. But I'm interested to see what Melissa. Uh, oh, Melissa McCarthy's playing a fake Hella, and then Luke Hemsworth is back to play actor Thor, along with Matt Damon. Playing. You're fake. just saying names. No, I swear. <laughs> no, in in uh, Thor Ragnarok, Matt Damon played Loki, like the fake Loki that was on stage in the play. Yeah, that was. Right. Yeah, he's just gonna do that again. This is, this is so many big names just stuffed in here, and I had no idea. I'm Am I legitimately excited now? I think you already were. Tessa Thompson's back, obviously. Yeah, man. It's going to be awesome. Everything Sam uh, Taika Waititi touches turns to gold, so. True that. Well. That's pretty much everything I've been watching, unless you want to hear about anime. I will set a timer for you to talk about anime. I don't even think I want to. I haven't I watched anything good. I will give you 30 seconds to talk about anime. And go. Uh, Attack on Titan comes out every Sunday. There's like four more episodes. Aaron did nothing wrong. That's all I got. Nine seconds. Nice. Thanks. You should watch Attack on Titan. Should that be my next one? Oh, that should be your next one, yeah. It's just about people fighting Titans. That's it. Nothing else. Hmm. Doesn't get more serious. It's not quite sophisticated enough for my tastes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pain. <laughs> should we wrap this Depression. thing up? <laughs> I think we probably should. You want to wrap us up? Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a nice glowing review. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at We Did Not Watch It. And we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>